today's episode, I'm joined by my husband, David, as we break down five habits of healthy relationships. Habits designed to not only help your relationship last, but thrive. We break down the importance of shared interests and respecting who our partner is, discuss how we must refuse to speak negatively about our spouse in public, and share how we sometimes burden our spouse by expecting them to meet our every need. We also talk about where our kids fit into the equation. We're sharing our insights, struggles, and how we've grown over the last 20 years together. Thanks for being here. Hi, I'm Becky, the host of the Girl on a Hill podcast, where we encourage you to stop hiding, start shining, and to be the woman you were created to be. You can download Girl on a Hill podcast on your favorite podcast app, such as Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify. Thanks for listening, and now let's head to the hill. Hey, welcome to Girl on a Hill. I am so excited to have you with us. It is currently, it is today as we're recording this Valentine's Day. So naturally, I have my husband with me today. Hello. And we are going to do a little uh, relationship episode. Now, I have to say before we get started, this is actually a request. Mm. Someone actually wrote in and requested that we do this. So if you're out there listening and you're like, I really wish the girls would talk about such and such, like, let us know. Like like a, a deep dive into St. Valentine. Okay, well, maybe not that because, you know, that's a pretty dark story. Oh. You want to go down. <laughs> Unless you're into beheading. I don't yeah. know. But but if there's a topic where you're like, I, thought, I really wish they would cover, you know, insecurity or I wish you would talk about parenting. Now, we, we are parenting's coming down the pipeline eventually. But if you if you have something you want to hear about, let me know. Ask. Yeah. You, don't we, ask me. Don't ask David. But, you know, if there's something you want us to talk about, hey, because someone was like, you really should have your husband back. So last time you were on, well, not last time, you talked with me a while ago, but several episodes ago, you mm-hmm. taught, we talked about relationship pitfalls, some of the things you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. And today we're going to talk about some of the things you do want to do. Yeah, these these are good things. Good things, things that'll help your relationship. And it's kind of fun that we're recording it on Valentine's Day. In our garage, that's like 50 degrees. That's okay. Yeah. We have each other's mm-hmm. love to warm us up. <laughs> that's a Christmas song. It doesn't apply oh, at Valentine's right. Day. So now I have not shared any of these with David. He is coming in cold. But I think we've got no this. No pun intended. Right? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we've been together. Now I do want to say this. Um, <clears throat> we've been together almost 20 years. Mm-hmm. We'll be married 19 years. This May. So we have a few things figured out. Started dating in 2002. Yep. Married in 2003. But we are, we have learned a lot and we've been through our share of stuff, but we are in no way like the poster children for perfect marriage. There's no such thing as that. Yeah, no such thing as perfect marriage. We are, we have a lot of room for improvement. Yeah. So please don't. But we've read. also figured some things. We have out. figured some things out. But please don't read anything we say is that like we assume we're amazing and we are the relationship gurus. Oh dear, we're not. <laughs> we're not. I don't want to talk to that guy. Okay, so you're ready. 1999. You too can be. Your relationship can be like mine. Oh dear. Okay, we're gonna just move past it. Six easy installments. Oh, 1999 okay. was too cheap. Okay, so he's mine. 
people. I have that on my letterboard right now. I'm yours, no returns. <laughs> I'm just thinking about my letterboard <laughs> right now. That works both ways. Yeah, it does work both ways. I'm yours, no yeah, returns. No, no backsies. I, I'm in. I'm in this thing. Okay. So these are things. If you want your relationship to work, to fl- and not just to work, like to thrive. Mm-hmm. We want it to be good, not just suffer through it mm-hmm. until you're elderly. Like I want to yeah. enjoy you, it's not just endurance and marathon. Yeah. Like this is a gift. Like I really believe, like that God gives you marriage as a oh, gift. Look, seventy-five years of marriage, but they hate each other, right? I don't want to do that. Yeah. I mean, I've seen people do that. Okay, so number one, have a shared interest. Or something that you do together that you both really enjoy. Okay. So I, I, I noticed on the last episode I was on, I said, okay, a lot. So you're just going to keep doing yep. it? Yeah. Great. <laughs> I do think there is this myth that, and I think especially younger people sometimes have this, that couples, to be a really good couple, you have to have everything in common. Mm-hmm. Or you have to really like all the same things. And I think that's malarkey. Yeah, who who do you know ever that you have Any all two the same people. shared interests? Yeah. You might have a lot of similar interests, but it doesn't mean like there aren't some divergent pathways somewhere. Yeah. So and you don't have to be bummed out like, oh, he likes cars and I can't stand cars. I guess we're not a good match. No, I think sometimes that's really healthy to have separate some separate interests as well. Now, if you're like an environmentalist and, and the other person's like <laughs> I don't believe in recycling. I don't know why my grumpy person always has that voice. <laughs> but or like they drive a big four wheel drive, like right. Bigfoot kind of a truck. You know that that might be a but bit of a conflict. But if it's like you're really into this style of music and I'm into this style of music, yeah, our styles of eh. music are not on the same page. No, they're not. They're a lot, lot more now, probably. Probably. But when we first started dating, <laughs> no, they were not anywhere near on the same page. Like like your angry song. Let's not talk about I that. I think we need to talk no, about like, your angry we're song. Not, gonna, not in this podcast. <laughs> but I was really into um, punk uh-huh. when we got together. Newfound Glory. Newfound Glory. I loved punk, loved emo, mm-hmm. dashboard, all that. I had dashboard confessional. Um, which actually I was thinking that I think our son would really enjoy emo music. We don't need to introduce him to it. <laughs> you would like it. Okay. I'm, but I'm happy that he likes movie soundtracks. Let's let me have that's that. That's what win. you that's, that's your side uh-huh. coming out. Okay. But what we do have, we do have a couple of really key things where it's it's that shoulder to shoulder time. Podcasting. That is true. But I think that's oh. really important, right? That couples have something that they do together as friends. Mm-hmm. That's that's an enjoyable pursuit. So I was thinking as far as one of ours is football. Mm-hmm. And a lot, I, I, again, I've probably lost a lot of women by saying that, but I really, you, I always loved sports, yeah. but I was into but there basketball are a lot of women and baseball like football. before. I don't know them, but sure. <laughs> um, so yeah. And then you came along, you really liked football mm-hmm. and I got into football with you and now I might be a tad more invested emotionally sometimes than you. We used to really like basketball. I love basketball and baseball. baseball. Yeah. But we don't watch those ever. Well, you weren't into them. And I still really wanted to watch sports. Mm -hmm. I loved sports and you liked football. So it was kind of, that was a compromise. That was emerging. I got to keep sports and bond with you. Mm -hmm. So, but that that is a shoulder to shoulder activity that we do together is watch football. And you came on to my side. So you rooted for my teams. I did. 
instead of like picking their rivals. Right. And continuing to root for that team up north. You're never going to let that go. You came into the light. I know. I did. I saw the light. I'm sorry I ever owned the sweatshirt. I don't know, I don't know how anyone could own that I know, sweatshirt. I know, and you still married me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one of ours, is we have football. But I think that's really important, is to find something that you and your, whether you're dating right now. or Do we have others? You're married, I, I think jazz. Yeah, we like jazz. That's a that's We a like the outdoors we now. Do, we do like the outdoors. <laughs> we like going on walks. Mm-hmm. That was a, the trick. Here's the story. So we met in a driveway. Mm-hmm emailed the next he emailed me like 6 a.m the next morning right. i did not give him my email address by the way but there was a magic email i contacted my friends in the government right mm-hmm. okay his cousin is i think <laughs> what he did <laughs> and he i've got connections i you know you're feeling each other out in the beginning mm-hmm. and he said something like he was going for a hike that mm-hmm. weekend and i responded with a real casual comment of oh, i just love hiking right yeah just casual comment like Oh, really? Hiking? That's interesting. No, it was it was an absolute statement. I love hiking. Here, but here's the thing. I knew it worked because I knew if I said I loved hiking that he would invite me to go hiking with him, which he did. And it was pretty clear <laughs> about the second switchback up on Multnomah Falls that she did not love hiking. Yeah, it was, it's, it was pretty pretty that obvious. That was a ploy called "I want to go yeah. on a date with you." Yeah. Mm-hmm. We made it though. We did, and now the last time we did the switchbacks, mm-hmm. who was driving the the walk? That yeah. was me. I was not. I was not prepared that day. No, I kind of pulled that on mm-hmm. you. But anyway, I think that's really important. Yeah, yeah let's go. Let's just go Multnomah Falls. Let's just go like up to the bridge. Let's just keep going <laughs> and keep going and keep going. Let's power walk. Yeah, and let's walk as fast as we can to the top. Mm-hmm. Okay. Moving on. All this right. one is a little bit deeper. We started off kind of softball, but I think that is important. Find find a friendship activity with your husband. And if you don't have one, work together to come up with yeah, one. Yeah, don't just spring it on him. Like, yeah. guess what? We're going to play jazz flute. <laughs> you know, like We're going to enter a chess competition. Yeah. I, guess what? I hope you love the ballet. <laughs> Get to pick together. Mm-hmm. Pick together. Yeah, that's funny. Okay. Um... This one's really big, and it took me a long time to learn because hmm. it feels my wrong. interest is peaked. Right? I, he 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 keeps trying to read my notes upside down. To, I read. I got the first okay. one. Your, but I'm going to say husband. If you are a man listening, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, your spouse cannot be. You just said you were going to say husband, I know. then you said spouse. I decided to be inclusive. <laughs> they cannot be your sole source they cannot be expected to meet every single one of your mm-hmm. needs especially your emotional mm-hmm. needs um yeah, i'm sure there's plenty of men out there who do better at this than i do but there just aren't a lot of men that i know who are who are exactly the kind of emotional person support um structure that their spouse needs Right, we've talked we've talked about that a lot before. It's because you don't talk to me like a girl. Yeah, and, well, because sometimes I'm not one. Yeah, but you will tell me the exact. You will tell me something, some kind of advice, and then I will be mad at you for saying such words. And then I will text Jolene 
and she will tell me the exact same mm-hmm. words and it'll be like, oh my goodness, yes. <laughs> I haven't, she, yeah, I just, I she haven't talks quite, to me like a girl. I haven't mastered the art of like saying things to you, but making them your idea. Right. I don't know how to do that. Maybe if, maybe just talk to Jolene on the slides. Yeah. See, see how she does it. I have to get some tips. But here's the thing. Um, it's it's just way too big a burden to expect your husband to bear that for you. Mm-hmm. They they just cannot do it to be. I mean, I feel that sometimes that weight as a parent, mm-hmm. where I when I take on, especially now that we have teenagers, like you take on like when they're unhappy or when they're stressed out that I somehow have to fix it. I can't ever do that, but I, I take that burden on. So maybe you understand it that way mm-hmm. if you're a parent. And just to, it's, it feels heavy because mm-hmm. then you're not only managing yourself, but you're trying to manage someone else. And it's just, it's too heavy. Who, who may also have some emotional needs. Right. And guys aren't great at expressing them or, or verbalizing them, but they may have something going on and... At the same time, they have to somehow find the strength to be your sole mm-hmm. support, and it's not really a recipe for success. No, it's just it's just it's way too heavy. Mm-hmm. You're you have to figure out how to find your sense of okayness and your self worth and your peace outside of them. Mm-hmm. It can't hinge on them. Now, that's not to say that your spouse shouldn't meet some of your needs or be there for you because that's part right. of the deal. It's a mutual partnership but it's not everything hinges on them taking care of me and holding me up and supporting me yeah if there are any guys listening to this you should be emotionally engaged in the relationship not just checked out working on cars in the garage all day you know and and then just i don't know i can't i (laughs) i'm a man i'm a guy what am i supposed to say yeah i don't know Check in somehow. There's some some kind of help you can she offer. She probably doesn't want you to say anything anyway. She just wants you to listen. Yeah, that's the hard one though for guys. Cause... Yeah, go back and listen to relationship. Mm. Okay. Okay. So that's that's one of my biggest ones. Is just you coach guys and the relationship pitfalls. Just it made you uncomfortable a couple of times. You kept feeling like I was trapping you. <laughs> I wasn't. But he, he don't 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 do that to your husband. Trap your husband? Well, don't do that either. <laughs> yeah. But just he's not, he can't be it. Right. I will never forget that day. Um, I came out to visit you. You were working in the shop. And I, I sat on, I remember I just sat on the stool and was watching you for a little bit. And you put your saw down or whatever tool. I don't know. That's an interest mm-hmm. that you have that I don't. Right. But I let you do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I don't have to know the names of your tools. So. You, you put down the tool and you looked at me and you're like, you're different and it's better. It's like, really? What? And he's like, you're, you changed. I'm like, why? And he's like, I can tell I'm not the most important thing to you anymore. And you were happy about that. Mm-hmm. And that was really eye-opening for me because it felt wrong. Like, but you're supposed to put your spouse up on this crazy high pedestal and like make everything about. But it was like Bing Crosby says in White Christmas. When you put put the knight up on horse. the white horse, so he has a tendency to fall down. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's just it just feels like what you know. I've been we've been teaching the kids about Galileo and everybody else thought you know the Earth was at the center of the. It wasn't designed to be at the center mm-hmm. of your universe. And for us listening, who have faith, you know, mm-hmm. you're not who I'm meant 
to who's you're not meant to be first. I just I I don't have the gravitational pull necessary to sustain your orbit. Right. And I never will. Yeah. There has to be something bigger than that. And then and then you can end up when your when your spouse is at the center and and do does let you there can be resentment and all kinds of negative feelings and it just can get mm-hmm. tricky. So that that was that stuck with me the mm-hmm. day you were happy that you could tell something had shifted in me and you were no longer first place mm-hmm. in my life. So that's good. That's a big but that mm-hmm. brings me to number two. Okay. Or number I three. That was, I was number say. three. It's late. We didn't sleep. I'm yeah. There's an A, two, D, D. That's home loan. Okay. <laughs> Here, this one's controversial for a Uh-oh. lot of people. Okay, so I'm saying your spouse shouldn't be first, especially if you are in the faith community and listening. God should be first. But regardless of whether you have faith or not, this one applies to everyone. Mm-hmm. I believe this really firmly, and people might not like me for saying it. Mm-hmm. Your spouse needs to come before your kids. Yeah, this that's not super popular. It's not popular at all. Um, but our kids know firmly that we love each other, mm-hmm. love each other more than we love them. And that's a really, people are, <gasps> mm-hmm. but it's important. Mm-hmm. They know that we love them mm-hmm. endlessly and unconditionally. Yep. They are, they are, do not doubt our love, but they also know that mommy and daddy are on each other's team mm-hmm. first. Yeah. I remember hearing that growing up uh, from someone but and and having that same reaction, like what? Yeah, <laughs> you love you don't love your kids at least the same as you love your wife. Yeah, but yeah, it's there has to be has to be priority has to be mm-hmm. you know otherwise you end up drifting. You might drift anyway, but you end up drifting. Mm-hmm. You know, as the over the years of you know infancy to toddler to yeah. all the things and your kids just become the center of the house yeah, and, and then here's the they leave mm-hmm. and you have each other and so many so many relationships do fall apart yeah, when, the when the kids are, kids are gone, gone from the house cuz you don't know each other mm-hmm. anymore or you only know how to talk to each other about the kids mm-hmm. and then but you should talk about your kids oh, 100%. there's nothing wrong I mean, with talking about your kids you're a parenting kids. team <laughs> but i also want to know you, mm-hmm. I, I mean, we're not just mom and dad, we're David and Becky. Mm-hmm. And so that's really, and I want to enjoy you mm-hmm. when they're gone. And a lot of people are, you know, dread, and of course, I'm not saying I will be emotional and I will cry a lot. <laughs> I, I will cry a lot. Right now? But I, no, not okay. right now. Because I don't have a handkerchief. But I also, I, handkerchiefs are gross. <laughs> but I, I also am looking forward to just that time with you. And you know, mm-hmm. there's things we've talked about doing and mm-hmm. that make that time seem exciting mm-hmm. to yeah, a degree. And one of the things, yeah, I know you've talked about this in a lot of places. I don't know if it's been on the podcast, but you know, we put our kids to bed early every single night. Even the teenagers. Even the teenagers. Even our almost 16-year-old. Who, side note, also do not get to take their devices upstairs. Yeah, That's that, a whole separate podcast. Yeah. Definitely need to do one of those podcasts. But um, yeah, just... You know, what is it, eight, I guess, essentially. It used to be right. 7.30. They don't, and, let's be real. Our teenagers do not go to bed then, but they stay upstairs, mm-hmm. and we have us time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's super important. Right. Yeah, and the, yeah I hear so many, so many couples that don't do that. They, mm-hmm. you know, they 
don't get their kids into a schedule and a routine. And I know that's probably controversial. You know, you can't, you can't force a schedule on your kids, but we did. So I guess that's, it's just uh, one of those things where you can say it this way. It's what worked for us. Yeah. But, um, you know, by doing that and we worked hard, I remember when they were young, it took a Mm -hmm. lot of work. It took a lot of, a lot of training to get them to that point. But Mm -hmm. then once they did, they were, we kept, we were able to keep them there and we were able to have some, not especially when they were young, some relief, right? From from the stress of having kids four. running crazy all over the house all day long. We had four kids under five for mm-hmm. a while. So, but then at the same time, some time for us. Yeah. And, and if you need to talk about something, mm-hmm. you know, if you need to catch up on something, you you've at least got that time to do that. So, yeah, it's important. You have to make it a priority. It doesn't happen by accident. No, you're not going to stay close to your spouse without work mm-hmm. and effort. So yeah, I think that's really important. And that's something, I mean, and I've told the kids that too, separately, I, I remember, and they still are shocked and horrified. I remember, t- I think I was telling my son, I'm like, and someday he was like, I love you so much. I'm like, I love you too. And that's, that's awesome, buddy. But one day you will love another woman more than me. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, <laughs> never. I'm like, no, that's the way it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Like I can be number two for you, but no, you, I want him to love his wife more than he loves mm-hmm. me because that's how it's meant to be. Mm-hmm. And that makes the, them have healthy, healthier marriages too. When, mm-hmm. you know, you're not still, yeah. Hanging right. on to mom. Okay. So that's, that's number three. And that's, I know that's a hard one for a lot of people. Okay. Number four. And this is one I know a lot of women struggle with because I'm around other women. Only say good things about your spouse in public. <laughs> Only good words. Yeah. And I've been yeah. at some of those meetings back in years past and heard heard the heard the complaining and whining uh-huh. and griping about my husband not this and not that oh. and not this and he just won't that and he just won't this and it's just it's and you think, oh, it's harmless because he's not here and he can't hear me. Mm-hmm. But it isn't. It's never harmless. It is never harmless. And you can't take those words back. And it, it's we're talking about those brain ruts a whole lot on here. It just, every time you say it out loud, it's, one, it's confirmation bias. And mm-hmm. then you're going to keep looking for it. And you're going to look for evidence to support your belief that mm-hmm. he's lazy or doesn't love you or whatever. And then it just cementing it deeper into your brain that he is how he is and you're going to resent and then your friends are might treat him differently. Well, it's the same as gossip. And I know you're talking about gossip eventually, but we are, um, you know, one of the reasons I'm so adamantly against gossip is because you, you know, you get a, you feel good. Mm. You get dopamine and all kinds of other things in your brain when you're sharing gossip, but the person's not there to defend themselves. The person's not there you're not telling the whole story. You're telling your half of the story. So you're taking advantage of someone else so that you can feel good about yourself mm. and they're not even there. Yeah. Like it's very unjust to do and it's unjust to do to your husband. To Yeah. And then as you're saying that, I mean, you're really elevating yourself too. And then mm-hmm. you're going into your home with this level of arrogance or mm-hmm. I'm better than you. And how can that be healthy? Right. To approach your spouse <laughs> when you have this attitude towards them. And it, it I always feel like when they're saying these things, and I'm never bold enough because I don't like confrontation, but <laughs> like, have you brought this up with him? Right. Privately. Like, if you have this 
big of a problem that you feel you need to complain about him every time you're around anyone. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe there's a different way you can handle it. Mm-hmm. Like privately with him. Right. But yeah, I would just really watch the way you speak about your husband because I've heard some really shocking things. And I think, I, I don't know that people, I think this is one of those blind spots. We talk about that a lot on here where I don't think people necessarily realize because it's just become second habit. Like complaint is our natural speech now. So when you say things like, oh, I've got three children, you know, Mark, Susie, and my husband. Like, I don't know that people realize how horrifyingly disrespectful that is. Mm-hmm. Like, well, and I think a lot of times it's under the under the guise of being vulnerable and transparent and sharing what mm-hmm. you're struggling with. Yeah. But that's, you know, complaining about your husband isn't sharing what you're struggling with. Yeah. If you're talking about, you know, emotional struggles and strain and stress and all of that stuff, that's one thing. But mm-hmm. talking about how your husband isn't measuring up to whatever your picture of was mm-hmm. of him was, that, that's not really your your vulnerability. Yeah. So well, and here's a good example of that where once and I've always struggled, I, I feel like as a pastor's wife, it's even tougher because I, most of my friends I hear their pastor, so I really can't say anything. <laughs> but on the on the once in a while times where I feel like I do, I can I will go to trusted people, never Facebook, um, and be like, uh, okay, so we'll use Jolene again because she's not here and we've brought her up before. Mm-hmm. But I'll be like, hey, listen, like I messed up, I got in a fight. You know, I got in a fight with David and I'll usually, and I take responsibility, like whatever I was mean. And what I, what I love is that I go to a friend who will tell me the truth, Mm. who won't just jump on you and be like, yeah, he's awful, blah, blah. She'll be like, oh friend, do you need to go apologize? It's usually (laughs) like, or. but But you talk about confirmation bias, you know, if you. If you're going to that friend and you're just sharing all of my shortcomings, mm-hmm. if you're going to Jolene saying, "Oh, look at all the ways that you know this is this is these are all the ways David failed me," right? Oh, I, and then the next time you're together, and then I'm doing something, and then Jolene starts looking for those mm-hmm. things and seeing it, and so then it's shaping Jolene's perception right. of me. It's true. And then you two go back together and and say, "Oh, I totally see what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. I saw it when X Y Z." And then, so you just add more fuel to the narrative yeah. of, of, uh, of tearing down your husband. Yeah. And if you're going to have a good relationship, it's going to be hard to do if you're, if, if you're, you're constantly making, turning everyone them against them. Yeah. I mean, it would, it would be like, you know, you know, dissing on your least favorite political leader over and over and over again, mm-hmm. and then trying to, you know, love them and care for them. Right. <laughs> and that, whatever political leader you hate, I, yeah. I don't think most of us would say, oh, I could imagine myself being in a loving, caring right? relationship with that person. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I would just check yourself. Mm-hmm. The next time you you hear those words coming out or you want to say those words or you want to send the angry text to your friend, just just check yourself. Mm-hmm. And think how, how would you feel if they were, if you knew your spouse was doing that about you. Right. There's some double standards going on um, with women sometimes that we don't want to confront. Okay, the last men one. Men never have double standards. Oh, right. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. That's sarcasm for people who don't pick up on that sort of thing. Okay. The last one is a big one. I mean, these are all big. None of these are easy. Let's be real clear. Marriage is work. Mm-hmm. It's fun and I love it. But it's work. Mm-hmm. All good things are. It's like parenting. 
But like we, yeah, it's like what we talked about in our men's podcast last week. It was a good one. It, it was, was one of my favorites. Man, they remember. It was one about love. It was really good. But it's richer or poorer, sickness and health, mm. good times, bad times. You know, it's it's, yeah, it's not, not just you don't just get to pick the fun. This isn't the Jefferson Bible. You it's here in for all of it, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, yeah, and and you know those relationships, you know those fiftieth anniversaries that we really do celebrate, mm. are ones that that you probably also know. It wasn't all good times. Yeah, and I and there's something and 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 I think it's just something about you know human nature. You know, you don't watch a story where there's no adversity to overcome right. and feel any kind of resolution at the end. Yeah, like you don't, you know, if your hero didn't have to overcome something mm-hmm. in the story, you there's you you didn't get drawn into the story in the first yeah. place. So there's going to be adversity in your relationship, mm-hmm. and overcoming it is what gives you the good story that you can tell. Yeah. down the road. So, and not just that, not just I mean, because I think we always we're quick to remember the highs and the lows. We've talked about this on the podcast before. Just like life, so much of marriage is the boring road, just like walking along the flat, boring path. It's actually easier to remember the lows. Mm. Like three to one, I think. Something like that. that three times easier. But I just think sometimes it just it can feel monotonous or like mm-hmm. you're not doing anything or the magic is gone. Because th- go back and listen to Myth of Rom-Coms, like mm-hmm. where you're thinking about why is, aren't we on the fabulous helicopter ride over Maui today on Valentine's Day. Like, mm-hmm. why aren't we doing that? Like, oh, because this is real life. Well, we could, but we might not have a house, a house to-, like, <laughs> to come back to after that. But-, but I think it's just, you know, learning. That's, expectations are another mm-hmm. huge, huge one, but go back and listen to that because mm-hmm. we really dug in there. Okay, so back to the last point. Respect who your spouse is and not be constantly trying to change them into who you want them to be. And I have a couple little examples. Okay. Number one. Now this, I'm going to preface this by saying, I think the whole love language thing has been blown way crazy out of proportion Mm -hmm. and they're all important. But for me, because then I know I've fallen down in this before with you where you need to learn to accept love from your spouse, the way they are designed to give it. Yeah, that's a that's controversial for the love language audience. But it's so important. <laughs> because well, here, I'm gonna cut you off real quick. You're used to that. I'm I think I'm affirmation. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I grew up in a house where my parents are definitely not affirmation. You are not an affirmation. Mm-hmm. And I've never really had a close friend that's an affirmation. So that was hard for me forever because I just want someone to tell me how great I am. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn Several years ago, that's probably not going to happen. But that doesn't mean that my parents don't love me, that you don't love me, that my friends don't love mm-hmm. me. I just have to learn to recognize what love looks like from you. Yeah, and that's, I, th- I think, probably a, mis- a misreading of um, love languages is that we put all the attention on how I'm going to receive love. And they mm-hmm. put a lot of attention on right. that in the book. Um, but But we don't put a lot of emphasis on how the person that I'm in, in love relation, with, in yes. love with, gives love, yeah. and learning, learning to recognize that. I mean, yeah. I know he talks about that in the book, but um, well, and we're selfish people; we're all egocentric, mm-hmm. so of course, it's all about us, right? But yeah, so that's a good one. Yeah, it's just learn, and I'm just going to tip you off. I mean, I'm not; I don't want to put all of the men in a hole, but a lot of men show love through provision. Mm-hmm. So it's learning to recognize that. 
for a lot of ma- men, like just the fact that they go to a job every day that they may not love mm-hmm. and then come home and listen to you tell them about your long day and play with the kid, like that's love. Mm-hmm. And you have to learn to recognize that when they make an effort, that's love. Yeah, just, you know, you know, mine, mine is, I'm pretty sure, um, what's it called? Acts of service. service, gifts of service or something like that. And so, you know, if I, if I make you something, mm-hmm. that's me showing you love. Yeah. But for you, it's just like a one-time thing where you get the gift and then, you know, I mean, you use it, I guess, yeah. if I've made it for you, but... For me, it was all the time I put mm-hmm. into making the thing that was me showing you that I love you. Right. And and that doesn't necessarily always translate if you're not looking for it. Right. So um, I think it's important to try to... And it goes both ways because mm-hmm. compliments make you super duper uncomfortable. Yeah. And that's how I get love. <laughs> and you don't really love to be complimented. So it's it's But it's just learning to work with the person and go, mm-hmm. oh, I get it. Mm-hmm. You do love me even if you're not reciting poems at me all day i don't know any poems i'd have to try to memorize them okay um (laughs) like the trailblazers commercial oh my gosh that was so painful (laughs) roses are red oh my word violets are blue they drug out like four trailblazers and made them and that Mm -hmm. roses red violets it was it was very it's probably on youtube oh yeah you can go watch it it's painful if you want to cringe you can go cringe a little bit at the trailblazers (laughs) but the the lady the newscaster was she was into it she was like (laughs) Yeah. Who knew? What a lady's name. Okay. Sorry. My my apologies, newscaster lady, but you were you weren't feeling him. Okay. Uh so respect their love, learn to accept their love language, how they work, like what makes them tick, what they're into. Or this this one has been big for us is just and I'm not good at it yet, 20 years in, and I am not good at it yet. Respecting their schedule. Like just how we are we are just super different. Mm-hmm. And that's it's just learning to work with that. I'm extreme type A. Mm-hmm. And he is type B. I wouldn't call you extreme type B, but you're you're more type B than type Are A. Are there only two types? Uh-huh. I mean, there's whole that whole chronotype thing that's a big hit lately. But chronotype. We'll talk about it after the pod. It's it's, it's a rabbit hole for anyone out there <laughs> wanting to deep dive. How do I not know about it? But um chronotypes. I'm more of a, you know, up and atom let's tackle everything on the list kind of a person. Mm-hmm. And I'm having to learn that David will get his stuff done, but he needs to wait until after he's had his afternoon tea. <laughs> and then he'll, then he'll hit the hey, ground I'm part running. English. That afternoon right. tea is really yes. important. Totally. Uh-huh. You, you and the queen. Yep. But that's just learning to <laughs> accept that or like just that. Oh, but that, that's a different type. Is that, is that the, is the chronotypes the, the time of day thing? Yeah. Where like. The bear and the lion and all that. Yeah, I, I've read that. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, it's, but yeah, like my generally my prime functioning time, unfortunately, is just is afternoon. He's the weird afternoon pigeon. Yeah. It's just like, I'm just like, that's the time I'm, I'm most focused, most productive, most on. Yeah. And see, top that, of that can be hard if, like, if you and your spouse, like me and mine, do not line up. Well, and that, and I know it doesn't sound like I've had to give. You know, give much in that because I don't like get up at eight o'clock and go tackle you know everything. But at the same time, what? <laughs> I see the defense like no, no, shooting out of your not eyes. Not the defense. I'm just saying like so. Um, 
because it makes me sound lazy. Makes no, me he's sound, not at all. But um, we're just different. You got to roll with it. At you know, at the same time, and and I I grew up this way. Like m- most of the time, my my dad, especially in the summer, you know, wouldn't come in until it was almost dark. Mm-hmm. You know, he's working outside on something. We wouldn't come home from work in the summertime, and we were all kind of waiting for him to come home mm-hmm. so we could eat. So everyone's schedule had to kind of you know mold mm-hmm. and morph around his. And for the most part, like if I'm in the even if I'm right in the middle of mm-hmm. something at dinner time. You know, I, I make sure to come if in. If I come and tell you dinner's ready, yeah, you come will in come. and eat dinner. And sometimes I'll go back out and work a little bit. Sometimes I'm mm-hmm. just done for the day. But you know, it's mm-hmm. that's that's a little bit of give on my part. Yeah. Where I would, my prime time would just say, you know, you're getting, you know, you're on a roll. Keep, you know, cruising yeah. through everything. Don't stop now. But mm-hmm. that's that's part of the give and take. Yep, and it's important, mm-hmm. and it definitely goes both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, the last one is to um. Respect and accept their quirks. And quirks might read annoyance. Quirks? Or- I don't have any quirks. Okay. <laughs> or just to not No, make- I need to know what some of my quirks are. Um, I'm just going to keep talking. No, we I don't make- like I got to use one example. You pop your knuckles. Oh, yeah. that's. And I don't put the vacuum away properly. And that really bothers him. You don't tie the cord up. You just like kind of haphazardly fling it so, all in the closet. it's not making mountains out of your spouse's molehills. And it's, I know it's, it's, it's hard in the beginning for people. Like when you're just. I really want to pop my knuckles right, right? now. Right. Oh. <laughs> but like when you're first learning to live with somebody, like, how am I going to do this? Mm-hmm. But then after, over time, you just start to roll with it. And sometimes the quirks become endearing. And some you just accept that this is who they are. And you've just learned Becky will never put away the vacuum correctly. And that's who she is. <laughs> Which, I don't know if I can say this. So if, I, if we have to edit this out, we can. But you know, that's one of the things I think is good about couples who get married first before living together. Mm. is Because if you're just living together, there's that tendency to say, I'm out. He, he does that, and I, there's no way I could live with that. So mm. that's going to be a deal breaker for me. Right. But when you're married and you're you're committed, you know, for the for the long mm-hmm. haul, uh, covenantal, right, unconditional relationship, then it's like oh, I'm yours, no returns. Yeah, I I guess I guess I'm doing this, and so I either have to make my peace with it, or we're gonna have to have a talk mm-hmm. about it and mm-hmm. see if we can come to some kind of middle ground. And and it's not a it's not a deal breaker because I mean I guess there are probably plenty of couples where those things are deal breakers even after they're married. But please don't get um, divorced over the vacuum cord. Yeah, or or someone who pops their knuckles. <laughs> but I just think that's really important is just to accept you don't have to turn every little teeny tiny issue into a fight mm-hmm. or to a lengthy conversation or to an eye roll. It's just a thing. Well, and, and yeah, we, we do that because we tend to think, we always think me first in the relationship mm-hmm. and you're not meeting my needs. So, you know, I am justified and coming right. down on you, but that's not how any real relationship works for the long haul. It's right. never me first. It's you first. Mm-hmm. And when you put the other person first, then both people get taken care of. Yep. When you're putting yourself first all the time, Oftentimes, it's just you that, you know, kind of gets taken care of. Mm 
mm-hmm. because you're looking out for your own needs, but you don't always do a very good job at it because you don't really know yourself as well as you think you do. Mm-hmm. But that's a little bit of a soapbox, I guess. It wouldn't be a podcast with you on it, honey, if you didn't do it. No, well, it's my I job. Accepts who you are. <laughs> oh. I do. Um, anyway, so those are, again, I'm going to recap. Find a shared interest, mm-hmm. shoulder to shoulder, buddy time. Because you are still friends. Mm-hmm. Your partners and your spouses. But you need to be friends. And friends have interests. Um, your, your spouse cannot be your sole source. They mm-hmm. cannot meet all your needs. It's too big. Mm-hmm. Um, your spouse needs to come before your kids. Mm-hmm. Please don't send me hate mail. Um, only speak good words about your spouse. Do not mm-hmm. put them down in public. It's no good can come of that. And respect who your spouse is, how they show love, what makes them tick, and mm-hmm. accept their quirks. You don't need to make big deals out of the tiny things. Because mm-hmm. you have a lot of tiny things that they're probably trying really hard not to make big deals out of, too. <laughs> I don't have like a running list. Well, that's good because love keeps no record of wrong. Mm-hmm. Boom. Or no record of annoyances. Of, of quirks. <laughs> I'm just going to start using that word. Instead quirks? Of quirks because that makes it cuter and charming. Okay. Oh, he pops his knuckles. That's so quirky. So when I do it tonight when we're watching TV, instead of <laughs> smacking like, me, you're going to say. That's so maddening. <laughs> you're yes. so quirky, honey. You're so quirky. Love you. Well, thanks for spending, you know, Valentine's Day with us. Except when they hear this. They won't be, but no, it is for us. Maybe it's like next Valentine's Day when they're carry it on Mm -hmm. all year. I don't know if it really applies to Valentine's Day. I don't know. I just love holidays. I don't think you can eat those candy hearts like every day of the year. (laughs) It's a poor life choice. (laughs) He he brought me the good stuff. He brought me gummy worms. Mm -hmm. That's my favorite candy. And she made me. The traditional must-have every single Valentine's Day chocolate cheese pie. Yes, I have made him a chocolate cheesecake every year that we have been together. Is this our 20th pie then? I think so. That's 20 pies. That's a lot of pie. Mm -hmm. And our kids are probably like, are they going to be done? I want some cheesecake. (laughs) Anyway, uh, thanks you. I I love you, David, and we love all of you. Thanks so much for listening, and we will be back next week with the girls. You've been listening to the Girl in a Hill podcast. Please help us out by sharing the podcast with your friends, connecting with us on social media, and leaving a review on Apple Podcast. We're here to climb the hill with you as we all work to stop hiding, start shining, and be the women we were created to be. Join the conversation by connecting with us on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram. Find us at facebook.com slash girl on a hill podcast or instagram.com slash girl on a hill podcast. You'll also want to check out our website, www.girlonahill.com, where we not only share each new podcast episode, but encouraging blog posts and links to any resources shared or talked about on the pod. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next week.